Hello, and welcome to Freedom Through Truth, brought to you by Ministries of Wayne Weaver, bringing the freedom of God through the truth of God's Word. Let's tune in to today's program. Supply the light. That is a type of the Holy Spirit. If God is so dependent on that lampstand to be everywhere that He is, how can we do so well without it? How can we find it not important to have and be in the presence of a lampstand as well? The power of the Holy Spirit. How can we find it that we really don't need the Holy Ghost and we really don't know much about the Holy Spirit, let alone the illumination that He gives? And I believe that, if I can say this, it might be a little risky for me to say this, but I believe I'm correct. If you would ask the majority of professing Christians around the world, what is the most important thing in your Christian life? You wouldn't find a very big majority to say the Holy Spirit because we've learned to walk without Him. We've learned to think without Him because of the natural mind. We've learned to speak without Him because we can so easily do it. We learn to imagine rather than revelation. You see, when the Holy Spirit comes in the presence and is in the presence of God or is in the presence of you, it's not based on imagination. And we'll get to that in a little bit. The Holy Spirit will not give you imagination. It's not based on that. He will give you revelation and inspiration. Another word for it, discernment. We don't rely much on discernment because it's not been our experience or has it. Discernment comes from the Holy Ghost. Now the Bible says that. I'll show you in a little bit. We have learned other measures to decide factors to identify things, but not discernment from the Holy Spirit. And as long as we do that, the Holy Spirit will not be a lampstand in our life. You read about that, that the church has started to cool off. And I believe they went away from their first works, and I'm not sure which one it was. The, the one that it says that if you don't repent and come back, I will take the lampstand away from you. And when the lampstand goes away, I believe many times most of church people in the, in, around the globe today wouldn't know the difference. Because we can do so well without the Holy Ghost. We got our things together. We got our ideas. We got our programs. We really don't need the Holy Ghost. Or do we? See, the Holy Spirit knows how void we are without Him. And unless He sees that void, and the acknowledging of that void, he's not going to crowd his way in because he will only be over empty spots. He will only hover to know that there is a place that I can totally change. You see, when the Holy Spirit came upon Jesus, he said that he rested upon him. See, when the Holy Spirit comes, he will not fight you. He will only come where he can rest upon Some more things here. In 1 Corinthians 2, verse 14, but the natural man receiveth not the things of the, here we go with the same word again, the Spirit of God. The natural man or the natural mind will not receive the things of the Spirit of God. 
This is the Spirit of God that Daniel had. For they are foolishness to him. Another word for it, silly. That's silly. Neither can he know them, because they are spiritually or divinely discerned or observed. Discerned means observed here. Let's take a little look at this verse. But the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him. I've had people tell me that right to my face. Years ago, I remember. That's a bunch of foolishness. Even said this Holy Spirit stuff you're talking about. It's a bunch of foolishness. It's the natural mind saying that. This is what the natural mind thinks about the Holy Spirit. It's a bunch of foolishness. Really, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. I really don't need Him. But the natural mind, the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God. Okay, so I go out in our woods in the back, which I have a big wooded area. And uh, maybe Orlando will use him as a, a description of this. Orlando is out there with a chainsaw, and he's, he's taking down some trees and cutting them up that were already laying there for firewood or something. And there is a little pin that came out of, that he had in his pocket. It was a little, maybe a little gold pin. It was really small, but it had some value. And he lost it out there in the grass somehow. It was high grass and everything. And he's looking for it. He can't find it. So he comes back and talks to me. And he says, you know, I've lost this, you know, $1,000 little pin. And I can't find it. Then I'll tell him, you know what, I'll find it for you. So I will give orders that they have to look from it through the thickness of the leaves and everything in this wooded area. Uh, they need to look for this little pin from a satellite. You think they'll find it? They will never find it. It's totally impossible. It is that same impossibility that the natural man cannot receive of the Spirit of God. It is that far apart. As much it is, as it looked impossible to pick up this little pin which it is totally impossible to see from a satellite. But somehow, we are convinced that we can receive from the Spirit of God with natural thinking. And the Bible is clear on this, that the natural man cannot receive the things of the Spirit of God. Another, one, another place it says the natural mind. My natural abilities, my natural thinking, my programmed mind, my mind the way it has been when I was young, all the way up through, if it was not transformed and stays transformed, it cannot and will not and never will receive from the Spirit of God because it is the Spirit of God speaks through discernment. Discernment. Not imagination. Bible talks about the danger of imagination, that we are to bring every thought captive so that we do not imagine. Imagination is really harmless. Re or, uh, sorry, really harmful. When you leave it, let it go. 
The natural mind, my natural mind, Wayne, will not receive the things of the Spirit of God. Yours will not either. You will not receive from the Spirit of God in your natural mind. There's no options. So what will I do? I have to lay down my natural man. The man that knows everything. The man that is so good at everything. The man that has everything down pat. You know where Joseph found it? In the pit. He probably felt pretty good with his coat for a while. And all at once he didn't have his coat anymore. It was ripped from him. He found himself in a pit. He had nothing to depend on. He couldn't climb up. He was done. His natural mind completely stopped there. And he knew there was only one spot, one place in this pit that I could ever come out. And that is if God would bring a rescue to me. And he did so. Same with the prison. You see, our mind has to come to a place of complete dependence on God. Christian, you're doing way too good of a job with your actions. But that's what the Holy Spirit wants to do. He wants to hold you. He wants to carry that. He wants to bring obedience to you. So the things we suffer. Our life is not free of suffering. It is not. Not at all. This is how Jesus learned obedience to the things he suffered. And if you suffer, you'll reign with him. There's a lot of people reigning, but they're not with Jesus. It's not with Jesus. They're way out step with him. Because it's not the way Jesus does things. What I'm trying to convince you and us today is the necessity of having the Holy Spirit in our lives. It's not a formula. It's a condition. It's a situation. I believe many times God brings us to places that we only have one place to look, and that's Him. And unless you've been to places like that, you're in a sad state, I'll be honest with you. You're in a sad state. Total dependence on the Holy Spirit to pull me out of this, to bring my mind into spirituality with Him that I don't imagine that I don't say things that I shouldn't, that I don't think things that I shouldn't, that my thoughts are discreet, separated from the world. We live in a day if we want everything the way the world wants. We're living in a horrible time right now with, with everything the way it is in the world. We don't want order. We don't want believe in law. It's, it's become rampant. All the demonstrations that are going on all over, not just in the United States, but in other countries, and it is against law and order, a lot of it. People don't want to put themselves back in order. They don't like to be followers of something. They like to be in charge, in control, having all the say-so. The world surrounds them. We're living in that day. And I believe what we see in the world today is very much the condition of the church first. And when, the, when we see the condition of the church like this, we'll see the next thing go into the world. That's what you see in the world is a reflection of what the church is doing the same thing. 
When will we become divinely dependent on the Holy Spirit? Some of us here might have been struggling with certain sins. There are certain things that if you, if you say your name, say, well, there's that certain thing that's always going with him or her. He's always been that way. I remember when I was first ordained, I was told by several pastors, now that you're ordained, we can tell you some things. Watch this guy. Watch that woman. Watch this person. Watch them. This is what they're known to do. So you've got to be careful with them. I never knew that existed. I never knew that existed. I thought there were brothers and they were doing fine. But when I heard the story, it wasn't very long. I saw firsthand what they're talking about. We need the Holy Spirit, friends. We need the Holy Spirit. I need the Holy Spirit. You need the Holy Spirit. We need the Holy Spirit. The church needs the Holy Spirit. And in the end time, if we've ever needed the Holy Spirit, it is now. We need the Holy Spirit. He needs to know that he's welcome in our life. He needs to know that I'm willing to surrender my craftiness, my own strength, my own muscles, the form of my hands, the work of my hands, the work of my feet, the busyness of who I am, all that I'm talking from a spiritual perspective. He needs to see that we resign that power. We resign all that in a pit or in a prison. Only then will we have royalty in our lives. You see, Joseph had access after that. He came out. He had access everywhere. Everywhere. The king brought him out. He interpreted that dream. And he gave him everything except his own wagon. He said, everything outside that is going to be yours. And I'm going to look to you. Why? Because he had the wisdom of God. And somehow God then showed him, remember that dream way back then. I told you what will happen, the sheaves. And immediately thought, and I was, and I was. Thank you for listening to today's program. We hope you were blessed. This program is made possible by the generous donations of our listeners. Check out our website and get our weekly word e-letter by signing up at www.ministriesofwayneweaver.com. Until next time, God bless.